Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're just joining in, please let me know where you're streaming from. Let me know when you, where you're streaming from. If you're streaming from Nigeria, let me know from Canada, from Australia, from India. Please let me know in the comment section on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, I believe we're going to have a very beautiful time this morning. Amen. Um, yeah, I, I have uh, my guests for this week. Uh, if you were here yesterday, we had a very good time. Um, my brother, my friend, uh, Yinka, Amen. and uh, he's the pastor of Crossover Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and uh, also the founder of uh, True Spirituality Network, uh, doing very beautiful things in the city, I'd say. Uh, we had a good time at his um, uh, monthly meeting yesterday, revealing um, oh, Jesus, and uh, I believe we will just pick it up from from there today. Yes. So yeah, um, without uh, wasting much time, I would uh, I just say a word of prayer, and then we'll kick it, kick it up uh, with our gospel conversation. So Father, in the name of your Son Jesus, today again we plunge ourselves into a Christ-entranced vision of all things. We submit our minds to the torrents, the avalanche of the mighty arguments of the gospel. We receive today that every fear-based grip of religion would wither and fade to your yeah. glory, that your sons and your daughters will go forth as pulpits of your love and of your power, lighting every dark place with the glory of your face, until every iota of unbelief in thoughts and in conduct are purged away, and every heart finds rest and calm in the written word, um, and, and our hearts as the crystal sea beholds you as you truly are, and ourselves in you to the praise of your glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Amen. So yeah, I'll pass it over to you, sir, to just uh, take it up from here. Okay. Thank you so, so much for, for this opportunity to just come and enjoy myself with, with God's people. And it's always going to be an awesome time. Like we said, the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. And yeah. when the gospel is preached, things happen. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. <laughs> right when the gospel is being preached there's a place in the book of act of apostles chapter 14 paul was preaching and then there was a man that was crippled and then paul preached to a point and the bible says when paul saw that the man had faith to be healed paul told the man get up and the man jumped up he didn't get up he jumped up and so when the gospel is being preached paul started preaching from acts chapter 13 and what was he preaching? Verse 38 and verse 39. Paul would say something like, brothers and sisters, 
um, we we have come to preach the okay no I don't want to call it out of context I will quote it in Acts chapter thirteen verse thirty eight you say brothers and sisters let this be let us therefore you know what let's start from there let's read it okay. <laughs> I agree there is a way quoted it I don't want to quote it out of context when I quote it out of context I read it Acts chapter thirteen verse thirty eight when the gospel is being preached some of the things that happened I want to show you in Acts chapter thirteen. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Mm. But Paul was preaching a particular gospel, which is the gospel of Christ. And I just want to show you verse 38. I'm going to read very quickly. It says, so let it be clearly known to you, brothers and sisters, that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed unto you. Through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed unto you. And wherever you are, whosoever you are listening to this, I have the same thing to preach to you. Through Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed unto you. When you put your faith in Jesus and what he has done, all of your sins are forgiven. And then the next verse, verse 39, he says, and through him, again, the same Jesus, everyone, no matter who you are, everyone who believes is justified and declared free of guilt from all things from which you could not be justified, from which you could not be justified and free of guilt through the law of Moses. And this is mouthful. This was what Paul was preaching, and he preached it to Acts chapter 14. And then one of the men that was listening to him, the Bible says, when Peter saw it, when Paul saw he had faith to be healed, he said to the man, Rise up and walk. Long story short, is this gospel he was preaching automatically was building the faith of the man, of that particular man. Mm -hmm. and the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And in in, in a proper context, is the word, word of Christ. And, and that simply means the more Jesus is being unveiled, you just realize your faith is being automatically strengthened in any area, in any area. You know, most of the time we feel like, oh God, this is what I need. And we just conclude in our mind that maybe Jesus doesn't really care about that area of our lives. But you know, the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto everything you ever need. Salvation in that context in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 um, or verse 16 and 17 is encompassing. Is the power of God unto transformation. Is the power of God unto healing. Power of God unto anything you're trusting God for. When the gospel is being preached. And that was what happened in Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14. Now, that is the gospel we just preached. The forgiveness of sins. And putting faith in Jesus declares you righteous. And then the last time we were talking, we were talking about the fact that there are some argument, imaginations, and strongholds that at times the enemy wants to throw them into your heart in form of a thought. At times, there are traditions that your grandfather carried to your mother and your mother is trying to pass it on to you so that you can pass it on to the next generation. So when those arguments, when those words, when those opinions, when those ideas, where they are not in accordance with what the Word of God says about you, when they are not in accordance with the knowledge of Christ, the Bible says you cast them down, pull down those thoughts. Any idea you formed about yourself to define who you are that is not in line with what the word of God says about you. Second Corinthians chapter 10 says you cast them down, you pull them down. And the last time we didn't read it, but we just started flowing in that direction. But now let, let's read it in proper context. Second Corinthians chapter 10. I'll just show you briefly. And we didn't read it the last time. We, we just we just flew into the thing. If you join us the last time. So second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3, for we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying our... Okay, no, no. 
for though we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. Verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets up that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. I'm reading amplified. So amplified already trying to an extent amplified what we are what we are reading. Oh, thank you for displaying it. Oh, okay, display the previous one. Okay. <laughs> and then so sophisticated arguments. Sophisticated arguments. I, I think I should check what KDV or NLT says because um, oh thank you. Yeah, let me just display. So the Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not cannibal, mighty true God to the flame of stronghold. Oh, this weapon, what do we use them for? Casting down imagination. There are times whereby some pictures come to your mind and they are not of God. You, you, even you, you know. The enemy just throw that thought into your mind. What if you die young? I've never seen that picture before. Yeah. Some people, just a flash proof. What if your car have an accident? All those short pictures that just come. Imagination. You have to be skillful in casting them. That say, nope, that is not my portion. No, nope, that is not me. Nope, that can never happen to me. No, nope, I am safe and secured and protected in Christ. And casting down imagination. And every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought and i love the last part every thought you may not be able to control some of the thoughts coming to your mind <laughs> but you should be able to decide which one you elevate and which one you don't elevate you don't just entertain anything that comes to your mind you don't just because the enemies at times throw some thought into your heart so you just have to know nope, i'm gonna cast this down it's not gonna stay anything that negates what we've been preaching about your forgiveness of sins and your justification in christ you gotta be skillful in casting it down. You don't let it stay. You don't entertain it. You don't even give it a thought. Whereby, what, <laughs> you know, let, now, this is another direction I want to go to. When I first got born again, one of the things, I, I was, I'm trying to say, I, I want to explain this, I, I don't got to contest, but, you know, in, in the body of Christ, at times, I've seen a couple of people think they are trying to fight the spirit of lust. And that simply means whereby, let's say some thoughts are coming to your mind and they are not godly. And then you're like, ah, I'm going to fight the spirit. I'm going to. The Bible never said that you fight any spirit. The Bible didn't even say you should fight the devil, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're trying to fight the devil, you came late, right? Because we, <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says fight the good fight. It's a good mm -hmm. fight because we already won. It's a good fight because you just have to hold on to that truth that you, is, the victory is yours, it's already won, it's already finished. But this is what I'm going to um, this, this is what I'm trying to say, right? Over the years, when I first got born again as well, and then any thought comes to my mind about maybe any system, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, every spirit of lust. And then that made me more conscious of lust, oh, and yeah. that made me go in that cycle. They might try not mm -hmm. to want to lust, because in my head, I'm like, I have to break, I have to pray against that spirit. I have to set, 
And then the more I started focusing on that spirit, even though in my mind I thought I was praying against, but now it's making you conscious of that spirit <laughs> of lust. So I realized the more I prayed against that spirit of lust, and I was giving it so much time of my life, and I was giving so much mind to it, the more I saw lust manifest. And mm -hmm. I got born again. I couldn't wrap my head around it. It's almost as if the more I pray against this spirit called lust, <laughs> the more it manifested. <laughs> so something was missing. And I didn't have anybody to teach me. You got to, Ian Carr, when those thoughts come to your mind, don't entertain it. Cast it down. Those, those are not your thoughts. Those are not your thoughts. But the enemy wants to make you feel as if that's your thought. You got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And at times, because we like to do as humans, as, like, Lord, every spirit of. Anytime you are now every spirit of, you are, now, you are focusing more on them. You are giving your mind yeah. to them. Yeah, yes, sir. You see, I always tell people that when I used to pray warfare prayer, Lord, anywhere they are tying my destiny, anybody my father, that was when I had nightmare the most in my life. <laughs> Why? Because you, you would, it's counterintuitive. You would yeah. think you are praying against them, but all you are doing is you are still giving your mind to them. You are giving them much of your time, much of your life. Your mind is trust. You, you think you're, and that's why it's it's the wrong battle to be trying to finish what Jesus has already finished. Our job is not to come and finish, it's to just come and enjoy what Jesus has done. It's a good fight because we just, Jesus gave us victory already. So when a thought comes to your mind and it's a lustful thought or it's a thought about evil thought concerning somebody else, another brother, another sister in Christ, you don't entertain it. The Bible says, every thought, always checkmate them. Bring them to the obedience of Christ. Always checkmate them. And you see, the word obedience of Christ on its own is on that topic. And I don't want us to go into it right now. But at this level right now, I'll just keep... Thoughts will come to your mind that they are not your thoughts. There are times where I'm driving and then thought, what if you have a fear? And I say to you, I can never. Because the angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear his name to save them and deliver them from harm. I just... My spirit automatically responds with the word of God. That is what it means to cast down imaginations and every thought that are trying to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So when, when you hear the truth, the more you embrace the truth, you realize that when the enemy is trying to throw some thoughts into your mind, you know, at times somebody might offend you and then the next thought that will come to your mind is, what if the person died? The person should just die. <laughs> happen. And then you're like, oh my God, what am I thinking like this? It's not your thought. The enemy just took advantage of your face, maybe angers at that time, and threw a thought into your heart. If you are not skillful in pulling, that's not my thought. My mind is the mind of Christ. I only think godly thoughts. I only think thoughts that are loving. If it's not loving, <laughs> it's not my thought. I am, I, I am expressing the love of God. Any thought in my mind that is not in accordance with the love of God, it's not my thought. I'm not even going to pay attention to it. So this, this is what it just means to just learn how to cast down imaginations. Some thoughts will come to your mind. Are you really, really saved? Are you really, really righteous? If you're really, really righteous, how come you get angry? How come you lied? How come you did this? How come you were not faithful in this area? Things will try to... The enemy will throw those thoughts in there. So the Bible is saying we have weapons, and that's goodness. And it's not to be fighting your father's house, village people. No. <laughs> it is to cast down imaginations in your mind. Cast them down. All those, another thing we say, stronghold, okay, pulling down stronghold. Stronghold are the lies they've told you over the years about you and your family. <laughs> and you cast them down. If it's not in accordance with who I am in Christ, I'm not going to entertain it. And that's the place where we need to renew our mind when we join meetings like this, just to remind ourselves the truth about the gospel. Glory to God. Glory to God. So that's what the Bible is saying. You, you just cast them, bring them to the obedience of Christ. 
And if we take it a step further, the obedience of Christ, Romans chapter 5 gave us more picture about the obedience of Christ and the effect of the obedience of Christ. The Bible says we say in the book of Romans chapter 5 that by one man's obedience, many were made righteous. Or many will be made righteous. Many will put their faith in Jesus will be made righteous. Talking about the fact that when you put your faith in Jesus, because of Jesus' obedience, you now have a right standing with God. So no matter what thought the enemy puts in your heart, you got to make sure that nothing changes the fact that you are still righteous. That's why the Bible says put on the breastplate of righteousness because your mind needs it a lot. You got to guide your heart a lot with the breastplate of righteousness. What does that mean? Reminding yourself, no matter how you feel, you're still righteous. <laughs> yes, sir. You're still righteous. You are not an alcoholic. You might fall into the temptation of drinking alcohol after you go born you, but you're still righteous. He doesn't redefine your righteous identity in Christ. And blessed are you when you know that you're still righteous, even when you fall. Because that's the only thing that will make you go through a cycle of repeating that particular sin. Most of the time, people think, or well, they want to break free from a sin. You just got to eat that. I was saying, no, pray against that spirit. No, you are giving it more attention, more time. All you have to do is to embrace your identity in Christ. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. You will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. The Bible didn't say you should be praying against the flesh. You are no longer in the flesh. Romans chapter 8, you are in the spirit. Yes. So at times, by giving attention to all of this, hello, every spirit of anger, what you are doing is you, you get more hungry. You see yourself go through that cycle much more because you're giving attention to that hunger. Every spirit of envy, you will get more because you now, you, in your mind, you created a spirit. You never had. You never had. You, you, only, you only have one spirit. It's called the Holy Spirit. Mm. The only spirit you have is called the Holy Spirit. You never had any other spirit. So if you see any other thing manifest in your life, just say, no, that is not who I am. I am the righteousness of God. That's what the Bible was saying. Bring those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. That by Jesus' obedience, you are righteous. You are still righteous. And for me, that is priceless. That is what makes Christianity just awesome. Awesome. Oh, glory to God. That is awesome. Yeah, hallelujah. So you're fighting the good fight of faith. You're not fighting to win. You're fighting because Jesus has won and his victory is your victory. So don't think you're trying to break anything. Jesus broke everything. <laughs> There's nothing standing against your father's house. There's no tree anybody put down there. You have been free. You've been set free. And if the son sets you free, you are indeed free. So I want you to enjoy your liberty, your freedom in Christ. You don't have the spirit of anger. You don't have the spirit of fear. You don't have the spirit of lust. Don't let anybody lie to you. Because now that becomes a stronghold again when you think you have a... You know what I'm saying? It's funny, right? And at times, I really don't want to stay around topics like this. But true life story. There was a time, I have a particular guy who leads a ministry. And at a point, he, was, he embraced a stronghold. He concluded in his mind. He concluded in his mind that he has the spirit of lust. He concluded. So it became hard. Because now, for a start, logically, it doesn't even make sense. You know, stronghold can be for it doesn't. How can you have Holy Spirit and still spirit of lust? Are they sharing one room in, in your heart? It's not even logically possible. But you know, we don't think like that. So long story short, then I we, we started talking that. And then he told me how, how he came to that ideology. He said. There were some thoughts coming to his mind and they were not godly thoughts. And then he called, in quote, in quote, he called his mentor. And then when they prayed and they're trying to fight those thoughts, pray against those thoughts, try again. He said the mentor now said, actually, he had a vision that the guy was praying for somebody one time. When the spirit now left that person, he now entered. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
that is that is what movies the movies that devilish movies we are not supposed to open our minds to we've seen and they are not shaping what we think is there is no place in the scripture that says anything like that it is not scriptural it is not biblical that is not the gospel you are telling me somebody who has the spirit of god and his spirit, another spirit not left and not empty. Like, what do you think do you think this is a joke <laughs> you see when the guy told me i said that is not scripture that is not the gospel that is not that is not because now so now i began to now renew his mind you don't need that we don't even need to pray you don't have any problem you just need to renew your mind your mentor that you respect so much just gave you a wrong idea about yourself you embrace it you became a stronger you are not praying against what <laughs> religion will just give you problem you never had so that they can start looking for solution that doesn't exist True. i always tell people if i go to the mountain to go and teach one hour i will discharge so many people they will go back that's the day they will go back to their house because i will let 95 percent of them know that they don't have a problem go to your house all you need is faith you don't need to come to the mountain come and be disturbing god thinking if i stay with god I have to pray until something happens. No, Jesus did everything and everything will happen. You just have to yield, align with what God is doing for time. Don't, don't make God feel as if God would not move except, ah, you, you are the one. No, Jesus is the one that made God move. You are the one recipient, recipient of what God is doing. We are not the ones now shaking God to move. No, God moved when he gave us Jesus. And then when we know who we are in Christ, and what is already made available through Jesus, we can pray God's will through Jesus. And one of God's will, for example, is that God will want every man to be saved. So when we come to him, we pray that God will pray for the salvation of men. So that is a prayer according to the will of God. I'm, I'm just saying so, so many things. And at times I find it hard to organize my thoughts. Lord, help me. <laughs> Let's look for a place to wrap it up today. Let's look for a place to wrap it up. Jesus gave you a, a life. It's called eternal life. And so many things we try to want to either make you not embrace that life or not want you appreciate that life or just make you feel as if there's there something much more outside that you will get apart from that life. You know, when the enemy was going to tempt Eve in the beginning, he made Eve feel as if who she is is not enough, that there's something more on the outside. He said, did God say you should not eat of this tree? God knows that the day you eat of the tree, your eyes will be open. So Eve must have thought, oh, so I thought this is everything. I thought this is Eden, everything. So there's such a thing called my eyes being open, and God will claim he loved me, and he wouldn't let my eyes be open. <laughs> you know, the devil is very subtle. He will make people feel as if you don't have it all yet. But to have that one, you got to do. And then it gives you do mentality. You got to do something. You got to hit a fruit. And then the devil can put people on performance today, even though they are born again. What they already have, they're not like they got to do to get it. And they don't know they already have it in Christ Jesus. So some of the things believers have at times, you see believers now thinking they got to do something for God so that God can now do that thing to them. If you sit down with your scripture, you realize everything you already need in Christ is not in the future. It already happened on the cross in Jesus. Oh, yeah. And when you go born again, you receive the fullness. Half of his fullness that we will receive. You see, if you're a preacher listening to this or you have a ministry, you will not be much more anointed than you are right now, than you were when you got born again. <laughs> you only realize God's anointing more in your life. 
you don't need any special anointing no you will grow in the knowledge of christ to be to begin to embrace and appreciate more of what god has already deposited in your life god is not giving people special anointing today no everything you need is wrapped up in christ you receive the fullness already but you grow in knowledge but if you don't know that if you don't know you already have the fullness of god's anointing and the more you grow in the knowledge of christ you begin to realize this you start looking for anointing from different men of god and no matter who lays hands on you you won't even be satisfied yeah that's what happened because you look another bigger men of god to give you their coat their suit their shoe making you feel as if that's what makes you anointed but you see your anointing is in christ you have the holy one himself living on your inside and out of his fullness have you all received the bible says the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead dwells in you 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 don't stop looking for what you already have because again it becomes a stronghold again it becomes all this argument and thought that are trying to exhort themselves above the knowledge of god if if it's if it's not your reality in christ and that's why you got to just you got to study you got to listen to teachings like this and every other preacher that points you to jesus because it will save you so many things and you begin to appreciate and understand that the life that god has given to you is a life of rest did i tell you something anytime you are stressed as a believer you've been hearing the wrong gospel <laughs> the, the right gospel will always put your heart in a state of rest refresh you making yeah. you enjoy what has already been done the difference between true gospel and another gospel is one tells you what has been done the other one tells you more things you have to do one tells you that you're already there the other one tells you you, you got to do a lot of things to be there one tells you you already have the victory the other one tells you you got to do a couple of things to really have the full victory <laughs> one tells you you're already one with christ the other one tells you before you get really really one with christ you got to do you got to do one tells you you're already made righteous accepted close christ has brought you closest to god the other ones will tell you if you want to get close to god like some big man of god <laughs> you already have everything you need in christ jesus christ is enough for you a good return after seven times let me wrap up on this note <laughs> john chapter 14. <laughs> philip said to jesus he said jesus show us the father and we will be satisfied mm -hmm. and at times, some of us will say, well, now I'm born again, but God, I just need breakthrough and I will be satisfied. Mm -mm. You can't. Anything you're looking for and Jesus is not the answer, there is no answer anyway. You'll just, you'll just be looking and looking until you get tired. <laughs> and you're not given. I say, God, you know what? I give up. And you now see the result you've been chasing around for many years just come effortlessly. That's, that's actually how it works most times. You got to rest. The challenge, number one challenge, or number one thing you got to make sure you work on as a believer. Thank you. Yeah, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. And just, and we'll, we'll be satisfied. Jesus said, if you've seen me, that's, that's what I've been trying to make you understand. Everything you need is already wrapped up in me. At times, say, God, give me special anointing, I'll be satisfied. Yes, he's saying today, if you have me, you have all the anointing you ever need. At times, say, God, I want special breakthrough. Special miracle. God is saying, if you have me, I am your breakthrough. The Lord, I want deliverance. Jesus say, no. When you received me, that was deliverance. I saved you from the kingdom of darkness into my light. And you are forever stuck in Zion. Lord, I just want this. No. When you got me, when you received me into your heart, you received that thing you're looking for. Hallelujah. God, I'm looking for special favor. I, Jesus said, when you received me, <laughs> I 
I, I am your favor. You know, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 1, 6, that we are accepted in the beloved. And that's the same word that was said to Mary when the angel appeared to Mary and said, Mary, you are highly favored. The same Greek word. You accepted your ready favor. And it takes a lot of effort to even embrace this truth. I feel as if with human mind, mind man likes to do, perform. We, we like to do. But God wants us to rest. You will get more results when you rest in your life. You see, when the Holy Spirit came in the beginning, I got to wrap up. <laughs> Our time is given, I got to wrap up. When the Holy Spirit came in the beginning, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 2, guess what those guys were doing? They were not jumping up. They were not doing some assaults. You see, the denomination I got born again into, when you want to see the Holy Spirit, you got to clap, you got to be jumping. This is how we do it. Wah, 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 wah. Come, 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 come. Holy Spirit, come, 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 come. And we now sweat, sweat. If you don't sweat, they will make you feel bad. If 90% wow. of people are sweating. Because we feel as if Holy Spirit cannot come. God will not, we felt as if God really will not really send the Holy Spirit if he doesn't see us jump. And, but you know, the first set of people received the Holy Spirit while they were seated. And you realize that the more you rest, the more you begin to see God result, more of God's result manifest in your life. At times we get too strong and they're like, no, I can't. Nah. You know how Adam got his wife? By resting. He was sleeping. <laughs> he was sleeping. But today, if my generation wants to receive wife, we go to the mountain. We can't disturb God. <laughs> God knows what you need before you say a word. And that's why when you grow in the knowledge of unconditional love of God, it changes your perspective. Even when you need something, you don't feel like you are trying. You know, you don't make God like a bad father. He's a responsible father. You don't need to show some extra just because he could give you anything. He gave you heaven's best, Jesus, oh, yes. for free. So yes. he won't withhold anything from you. Glory to God. You know how Solomon received wisdom? You know how he received wisdom? By sleeping. <laughs> Learn to sleep more. <laughs> when you rest, God, you just see God works. And that's the whole idea. That's why Psalm 23, we say the Lord is my shepherd. Take God as your shepherd. And one thing he will first teach you to do is to lie down because he wants you to lie down dream pastor and that's a form of rest our christian work is a form of rest when god created adam he created him on the six days so that god can make everything he would ever need already available everything that was not available he did not need <laughs> that's that's a powerful statement and then when god when god was gonna give you salvation everything you ever need is already wrapped up in christ and just let Jesus be sufficient for you. Glory to God. Amen. I think I'm, 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 I'm I rest my case here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, man of God. Thank you for another interesting section. Uh, if you're watching, uh, I want you to come back to this recording, listen again and again. It will bless you. Uh, if you have questions, uh, leave the questions in the comment section. Uh, we would have this man of God again one more time and leave. Uh, we can send all the questions straight to him and he will give the answers to the questions. Uh, so, man of God, you want to just say a word of prayer before you okay. go? All right. Father, we thank you because there's just nothing more beautiful than just getting to know that you just want us to rest and not stress. Yeah. Yes. There's nothing more beautiful. And Lord, we, we're trusting that by the help of the Spirit of God, you will teach us to rest in you and what you have done much more yeah. most especially in 2023 
it's not a year to be jumping around and say, yeah, I got to do this much more this year. But it's really a year where we say, you know what? We just want to depend more on Jesus this year. Yes. We just want to rest in this yeah. love. We want to rest in his victory. We want to rest in his ready-made provision. And let that be what, what our heart desire is. And the Holy Spirit will bear witness with all of this truth that has been communicated by the Spirit of God. And Lord, we pray everybody listening, everybody seeing this right now as well, at every areas of their understanding right now, you will make them clearly understand this truth. And we all begin to grow the more in the knowledge of Jesus and what he has done for us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' beautiful name, I will pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you so much again, man of God. Yes, Thank you for tuning in anywhere you're watching from Nigeria, Canada, Australia, India, Philippines. Um, I love you so much. I will see you again tomorrow. Bye for now. If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So cash up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm -hmm.